and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Freisel, and this month my very special guest is one half of the Q-Dogs and the Sultan of Spreadsheets, Mighty Q-Dog himself. How you doing, Eric? I'm good, Curtis. How are you? I am very good. Happy to have you here. Of course, we had your better half here in January, I believe. Yeah, Ooh. earlier. January, February? Yeah. January, Something. I believe. Metroid okay. Prime Pinball. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about Metroid Prime Pinball, are we? No, we're here to talk about Sega. In fact, the very first Sega game officially, I think, that we're playing for the CC Portable. Yeah. Did you know I think that? That's right. I I did know that. I did know that. Uh, I've been waiting for. Uh, I think a non. Uh, I think everything's been on game uh, Nintendo systems, correct? Uh, we have played a couple games that are on the PSP. Oh, you have. Okay. But I had been really looking to expand to the Game Gear, and what better way than to play a Sonic game, right? He's the Absolutely. he's the Mario of Sega. And who do I call? Well, I gotta call the Cartridge Club's very own Sega guy, Mighty Q-Dog. I have a question for you. Does anyone out-Sega you in the Cartridge Club that you know of? <laughs> uh, let's go with no. I am the, I'm going to declare myself self-proclaimed Sega guy. Does anybody no. come close? Oh, <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, Rocket Sauce, I think, does, right? He's a big Dreamcast guy, and he's right. into Saturn, and I think... Um, Oh, I'm going to forget and I'm going to insult somebody. But uh, yeah, ahead, there's a few insult, of us. There's insult a, away. <laughs> there's a few of us out there, I think, you know. Uh, didn't Latino Lawyer, didn't Diego have some history with the Sega? I don't know. I feel like he's a pretty big Nintendo mark. He's a big Nintendo guy? Yeah. There's somebody, there's somebody on the tip of my brain. But um, there's a few of us. There's a few of us out there uh, that, that definitely uh, kind of came up with Sega. Well, so, I don't I'll, think I'll anybody does it better than you. I mean, you are, <laughs> to my knowledge, the only Cartridge Club member who owns a complete Sega Master System set. Am I correct? I think you are correct. I, I think that's true. And I'm very I'm the only Cartridge Club. Yeah, yeah. Someone had to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yep. How's that, how's that working out? You've been playing it a lot? Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, I don't play it much. I, I do like to observe and look at it. Sure. But um, but uh, actually, for this, um, you may know or people may know that the last uh, the last Sega Master System game I got was Sonic the Hedgehog, and so it's uh, similar to the uh, it's similar to the Game Gear version. So I was checking kind of both of them out a little bit. Did you play the the Master System version? I did. Uh, just I only played the first few levels. Um, okay. Well, we'll get to that I, in a bit. Yeah. That's exciting. I like that. That's that's a little feather tickle from Retro Fandango. Doot, 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 <laughs> right there. But first, yeah. I suppose we should introduce the game. And for this month's CC Portable game, we played Sonic the Hedgehog for the Sega Game Gear, our first Game Gear game for the CCP. And you voted we play the original Sonic Hedgehog for our ring cleaning poll. Now, the big thing, and this gets back to what we were talking about with the Master System game, what I didn't realize, I had always thought that the Sonic the Hedgehog game for Game Gear was kind of an original game. I didn't realize it's basically just a scaled-down version of the Master System game. And that, in it of itself, is a scaled-down version of the Genesis game, correct? Yeah, yeah. I I guess I tend to think that, you know, they, I think they came after. 
And so I, I, I do think that the Game Gear and the Master System version are, are pretty similar. And uh, we'll get into it, but uh, I think there's some real di distinct uh, differences between those two and the uh, Genesis version. Well, we'll get into it right now. Yeah. How about that? Talk about okay. the history of Sonic the Hedgehog on Game Gear. It was originally released in North America on October 25th. 1991, the same year as the Genesis and Master System versions. It's a port of the original game with some minor differences, most notably the removal of vertical loops and the location of the Chaos Emeralds scattered throughout the stages as opposed to being collected in special stages. Uh, and those are the, the big ones. I'm sure there's more, and if you have any that you are aware of, feel free to shout them out um, as, we, as we go through the game. Yeah, sure, yeah. But it's pretty big that the vertical loop thing isn't included because you you always associate that visits, what am I saying, that image with Sonic, him going around the loop, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's That was one of the key attractor, uh, one of the key features that uh, I thought was so cool about the uh, Genesis version were those loops. Yeah, and, you know, I remember, I'm just thinking back in my head, the old, like, blast processing commercials when they would do the Sega does what Nintendo don't, and you would always see the the loop, the loop-to-loop -loop with Sonic, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, uh, and, then, and then, of course, yeah, the Chaos Emeralds, normally you would have to, uh, I, I forget, maybe you can help me on this one, in the original game, how do you get to collect the Chaos Emeralds? Yeah, in the Genesis version, you have to go through the uh, the special stages. So you have to get en enough rings, right, in the in the main part of the game, and then when you get to the end of the stage, if you have enough rings in your possession, you get to go to the special stage, and then that's that twirling. And uh, in the first Sonic, it was it was two dimensional, so it was a rotating maze. Right. And, okay. So that it happened it. at the end of the stage in the original Sonic, because yeah. I yeah. believe in Su uh, in Sonic Two. You had to, you could do it in the middle of a stage, but you had to collect at least fifty coins, or you had to have fifty coins when you hit one of the checkpoints. Correct? Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not sure. I don't know much about. Maybe Sonic that's the too, third Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember now. Okay. What kind of Sega fan are you, Eric? I know. I'm sorry. You're really <laughs> going to call me to the carpet because I don't know that much about Sonic. But well, maybe you do know games. something about this next gentleman I'm talking about. So Mario's got Bowser. Uh. What's another good example? Uh, Crash Bandicoot has Neo Cortex. Sonic yeah. has. I say Robotnik. Well, that's what a lot of people said because the big question I have for you and everyone out there is Eggman or Robotnik? So obviously, Robotnik <laughs> is the American name for the villain in Sonic, and Eggman yeah. is the Japanese name. Well, yep. I wanted to know what you guys thought out there on Twitter, so I ran a little poll. And sure enough, it looks like most people agree with me and you. I also say Robotnik because we got 82% saying Robotnik, 18% saying Eggman. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Robotnik's just a cooler name. It is I mean, a Eggman. cooler name, right? Yeah, yeah Eggman's just kind of, that's kind of lame, actually. So. No, yeah, Robotnik, yep. I mean, you know, it's got that, it ends with the K, which K is often associated with a villain. It's a, it's a villain letter, we'll say, as is <laughs> right. Z, X. Uh, you see a lot of these letters associated with villains. And yep. so um, I don't know why I brought that up. But yeah, Robotnik is definitely the cooler name. I agree. So thank My you guys for too. chiming in on Twitter about that. 
So now we've got a little preamble out of the way. Let's get to the game itself, Sonic the Hedgehog. But before we talk about the game itself, we got to know the story, right? We got the backstory. And as I'm yeah. sure you know, I have my guests. I put them on the spot. It's a little <laughs> special thing I do. And I have them read the story. First time, cold read, boom. So okay. I know you got it in front of you. Take your time. Here, here we go. <clears throat> okay, here we go. The story. Dr. Evo Robotnik is working to take over South Island and gather Chaos Emeralds. Having kidnapped all of the island's animal inhabitants to turn them into robots called Badniks to do his dirty work. Hearing of Robotnik's plot, Sonic the Hedgehog heads to South Island to save his animal friends. The North American Instruction Manual also adds that his greatest challenge is lurking in Robotnik's flying blimp. Couldn't have said it better myself. That was yeah. that was good. You got a smooth, buttery voice right there. Yeah, you ever, oh, thanks. You, did anybody ever tell you that? You do. You, you kind of got a voice for radio. Yeah, I got a face for radio, too. <laughs> I didn't say and it. You did. <laughs> I know, I know. It's the old joke. No, thank you. I'm, I'm not sure, but... Uh, not sure i believe you but uh thank you you sound anyway. like you should like narrate uh, a children's story or something <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i don't know sure well, well okay so that's our story my kids. pretty yeah, pretty ahead. cut and dry pretty standard sonic fare i don't think i knew that robotnik's first name was what'd you say evo ivo oh i said evo i don't know why i thought i'd heard that somewhere maybe it is ivo i have no idea uh, I've, I've never heard it until, you know, I saw this, um, but that, I thought yeah. that was kind of neat. And then question. Okay. So th he turns them into robots called badniks. So does that mean the animal like is in the robot? Because isn't it when you hit them, they kind of like scamper off in the Genesis version. Yeah. I, I thought that they were in inside the robot. Cause like you said, when in the Genesis version, when you hit the robots, I think the robot kind of explodes a little bit and then a little animal hops away. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're supposed to believe that these these uh, these little animals were not uh, harmed in any way, in any permanent way. They were encased within this uh, evil robot prison. Correct. Yeah. OK, yep. well, we got that out of the way. Good. That was that was giving me a lot of stress. That'll um, make people feel better about the animal. No way yeah, we got to we got to know what happens. To the animal. Well, I know that, that some of them, you, when you get to the end, you know, you, you hit the little thing and they, they run out. But. Yep. I, I guess that's all of them. Uh, so let's talk about the game. All right. First of all, did you play this on the actual Game Gear? Or how did you play this? Oh, you're going to get me. No, I didn't. I knew that I was not going to have the skill to uh, play this for real. And so I played it on a I played it on emulation because I wanted to take advantage of save states. Very good. Well, actually, and that that uh, leads to a good point that we'll have a little bit later on. Um, I did want to play it on a, on a Game Gear. I thought I owe it to the CC Portable to play it on the original hardware. I had gotten a Genesis a few months ago. I was really jazzed to to play it. And then wouldn't you know it, I, I turn it on and the stupid, it's like the capacitor problem, whatever, mm -hmm. that everyone has with the, the Game Gear. Uh, so I wasn't able to. I had to play it on the eShop on my 3DS. However, the good news is I do have it in the shop right now getting the capacitors fixed. And so the next time we play a Game Gear game, if there is a next time, I hope there is, I will yeah. have a legit game. And, oh, and that's, that's the other thing, too. I have the AC adapter, so I didn't even have to worry about the whole battery issue. I was just going to plug it in the wall and play. Yep. That's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, level one. 
Green Hill Zone. Mm-hmm. Chat me up. What? Uh, what's your first thoughts of this? Well, yeah, my first thoughts were. Uh, my first thought was, um, the screen is pretty small. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't see very far ahead of you. Uh, Sonic's pretty big. I mean, even when comparing it to the Master System version, you know, uh, you can see more of the the play area. So yeah, it was. Uh, I was a little nervous there at first, kind of just kind of taking it slowly. You know, I think I don't remember for sure, but I think it, the layout is a little different than the Genesis version. So um, yeah, I, I, and even if it wasn't, I was still taking it pretty slow, looking around, kind of trying to get those rings. And um, I guess if I can, I'll say one thing that you know you'll notice right away. Uh, playing the first level is that uh, the rings behave a little differently than they do in the Genesis version. I think um, when you uh, when you lose, when you get hit, uh, you lose all your rings. I think you can only recover one. Whereas in the Genesis version, I think you can recover as many, you know, however many you can catch before they disappear. So um, you you're definitely more cautious about getting those rings and, and not getting getting uh, getting hit. So I took it pretty slow in the first level. For sure. In fact, I don't think you can even collect any rings. I don't even think you can get one because I would get hit. Uh, and I this is I realize this more on the boss parts because you're kind of locked into that screen. Yeah. If I got hit, I could never recover any rings. So you basically get two hits and you're done. One to lose your coins okay. and then one and you're dead. I don't feel like I was ever able to get rings back and you kind of count on that. It's kind of a safety net yeah. in Sonic, you know? And well, like, maybe yeah, I'm you wrong. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe maybe I just used the save state to re- reverse the getting hit. Yeah. I thought you could collect one, but yeah, I don't know, Curtis. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm mistaken. You're on, you're on easy street over here with your save states. You can, I know. You don't I have know. to worry about anything. But yeah, <laughs> you are scared. The first thing I noticed, screen was small. You're scared to run fast. I, that's yeah. a staple of the Sonic franchise. How do you not deliver on the, that'd be like Mario not being able to jump. Yeah. Or you'd be scared to jump. Like I, I don't get that. That I, I, I understand they got to put their main uh, franchise, their, their mascot on the new system, but how do you not deliver on that? Can't, isn't there some way around it? Couldn't you figure out a way to, I don't know. Change I don't the know. Game so that you could run. I mean, you're going to take out the vertical loops. Give us the running at the very <laughs> least. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So I also noticed, and, and we're kind of moving through, so we're still on level one, the Green Hill Zone, but there's three acts. Um, yeah. The first two, and then the third act is always a, a boss fight. It's like just a straight up boss fight. Right. Uh, there might be a little bit of level before, but it's mainly just the boss fight. Um, but I'm also noticing in this first level that, that there's hardly any enemies. And I'm assuming that's the limitations of the hardware, which is forgivable. A lot of games at the time were kind of like that. They were scaled down uh, to, to... There's no way they could compete with their home console counterparts. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I put, is that a good thing? Because maybe. You know, this. I feel like this Sonic game focuses a lot heavier on the platforming. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, to me, Sonic, you know, if especially when you consider the speed aspect of it, which, you know, we've we've talked about on the Game Gear is maybe not quite as 
quite present as it should be. But to me, Sonic is always sort of about, you know, finding pathways through the through the levels and, and navigating the level and and working your way through that. And the enemies are there. They're 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 kind of there to, to thwart you a little bit. But this really isn't about bopping enemies or or doing anything like that. It, it's it's you against the environment, I would say. So, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. To be honest with you, I didn't notice a, a lack, either either a lack of enemies or a, an, an abundance of them. So I would say, uh, at least from my perspective, it was it was probably well balanced because I didn't notice one way or another that. Uh, and I'm not saying I it's a I bad thought, thing. I, I, yeah. I just, to me, it felt like, I, I, yeah, it just felt like there was less enemies, more of an emphasis on the on the platforming, getting up, getting through the level. There was different mm-hmm. obstacles. There were still obstacles, of course, spikes and pits and, and what have you, but I just felt like yeah. the enemies were, were lacking. Okay. Uh, so we get to the end of the level, and now we got, a, you know, all these Sonic games, it feels like they change what happens at the end of the level every time. This one, you got a, a spinning sign, right? And yep. can, can you explain yep. these spinning signs to me? Because I, I didn't have an instruction booklet to figure out what it meant but you could get like one of three different endings right or end signs it would spin and then it would stop on a picture yeah i i guess i assumed that uh i I guess i was kind of taking my experience with the genesis version and that if i had uh the the signs were sort of indicative of you know what was going to happen so if you had a certain number of coins maybe you were going to go to the special stage if you didn't have them and it was either act one or two you were just going to move on and if it was I don't know. Actually, I don't know because Act Three, you go to Robotnik regardless, right? So yeah, uh, I did notice that some of the sign had Robotnik on it, but uh, I think the exclamation point meant you were going to a um, going to a special stage. Yeah, and I don't know what it meant that Robotnik was on there. Maybe maybe that only happened at the end of Act Two, and it just said, "Well, you're going on to Robotnik now." Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I have a manual here. I can look it up. I if, if you're curious. Well, I it's I, I think I've realized what it was later on, um, but okay. we'll, we'll get to that. And it is important okay. to note: so these special stages are not within the stages themselves. That you get them after a stage, uh, depending on which way that sign spun somehow. Okay. Um, so I did get a special stage this for in this first level, and I'm wondering: is this how you collect the chaos emeralds? I'm I'm just jumping and collecting coins. Of course, I came to find out that's not the case. You get the Chaos Emerald actually in the, the levels themselves. Um, and yeah. this is more just to pick up lives and continues. And uh, ba- yeah. that, that's it. So can we talk about the special stage for a minute? Yeah. Because this one, these special stages, um, they, they behaved a little differently than the, uh, the special stages from the Genesis game, right? They um, Right. It's there no was a timer, a spinning, right? Uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't spinning. But uh, I think I um, there's a timer. And if you don't make it to the end of the stage, the special stage before the timer expires, I think you lose everything that happened in the stage. Do you? So I, I thought that was my experience. So there's sort of this there's sort of this uh, tension right between. And these special stages were crazy, right? There, there was one where I was they have the it's like pinball. Yeah. Right, you're going so all over all these the place. bumpers, right? And there was one where I could not believe how quickly the the screen was jumping back and forth. I was bouncing all over. I had to look away from the, I had to look away from the TV. 
because it was giving me a headache. I, I couldn't believe how quickly <laughs> it was moving. But and you have no control, so I'm like, I don't know how to get out of this. Yeah. But I think if you uh, so there's this tension where if you don't if you don't make it to the end before the timer expires, I think you lose everything. And so I was always kind of rush it. And then, you know, then the lack of control with the bouncers and all this stuff. So I would always try to make a, make a direct line to the, uh, to the end, just to sort of bank even the little bit of coins that I got. So I don't know that I ever took real advantage of the special stage. I was always nervous about getting nothing. So I was pretty conservative and, and, uh, aggressive at least trying to get to the end of the stage before the timer expired yeah i don't think i ever let the time expire but i i agree it felt like you needed to get to the end of the stage and so perhaps i would skip coins or continues or what what have you just to get to the end because i didn't want to find out what would happen if you didn't because i would usually get something good you'd at least usually get another a free life or if you were really lucky those continues those things were great yeah. That's right. Yeah, you got continues in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, so let's talk about this first Robotnik fight. Do you remember what the fight was itself? I'm I'm trying to jog my memory on on what you did. I, I I wrote it was extremely easy. I thought it was just him in a floating thing, and I don't even remember what he dropped. It was a it was a flat. Wasn't it a flat area? You were just on the flat ground, and you just had to you just had to hit him. I think, I think he I just counted. flew back and forth in his little his little thing, and he never threw anything at you. I don't think he threw anything. I don't think there was okay. a ball or anything else. Yeah. You just needed to not, not run into hits. him or hit him. Yeah, you know, unless you were yep. jumping. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that was, it was pretty easy. I didn't have trouble. I mean, even I didn't have trouble with it too much. So, uh, cool. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up level one. Let's move into level two, the bridge. Now, as mm-hmm. I, I believe this is this differs from the Master System and the Genesis game, correct? It's not a bridge, or is it a bridge? No, it's a bridge in the Master System game. Okay, but it's it's different than the Genesis game. Genesis game level two was my favorite uh, level. It was the marble. I think it was called Marble Gardens or Marble something. And I was I always liked the music, but it was the one where you were kind of in a purple underground cavern right. or something this is totally different this is a uh, a little bit more you're above ground i think uh am i remembering it correctly anyway it's completely different than the genesis level too i, I can say that much uh, for sure okay but, uh, well i did find a chaos emerald mm-hmm. in, in this mm-hmm. level this was my first one and as we mentioned before they're actually found within the stages you ca- they're just kind of sitting yep. there you just need to find where they are so i think I think this is the one where I had trouble. Like I, I found the Chaos Emerald, but it was like down below, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know how to get to it. I actually, um, actually kind of cheated and looked on YouTube because I'm like, I don't know how to jump down there. Now maybe I'm embarrassing myself, and all you got to do is press down and jump down there. But the way that I saw it on YouTube, uh, the guy had to do a little trick. Do, do you remember how you got this uh, Chaos Emerald? I'm just that good, you know. I just You're that good. My, <laughs> I got the skills that kills, you know. No, I have right. no idea. I don't remember at all. Uh, no, if it's the one I'm thinking of, it was down a little bit below the the level. And what you kind of had to do is, um, there's collapsing bridges in this. Uh, oh, I think there's I do collapsing bridges. This. Yeah, you got to so let you kind of fall down and jump over. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, 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 I wouldn't have figured that out. 
you wouldn't have figured that out. What kind of gamer are you? <laughs> Very good one, apparently. That's, no, that's I, like in I, so I, many I, games, that, that concept. Is it really? Oh, man. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, Castlevania does stuff like that, don't they? Well, that's... Uh, I grew up on Sega. I, yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. See what happens when you don't have your Nintendo games? You know, it's funny you mention that, because I do feel like I'm, like, missing a, a, a major... It's like... I missed a huge video game education by not uh, not playing NES games more. Yeah, but now you get to have all those first experiences. That's right. Now, That's right. when you can truly appreciate them. A little older, a little wiser. Yep, I can appreciate them more. <laughs> so I got so, yeah, another anyway. special stage this time, and I put, ah, I get it now, depending on if you get the exclamation point as the spinning thing at the end determines, determines if you get the special stage. Okay. Um, so I still don't know what happens if you get Robotnik because it doesn't feel like anything. Maybe you just don't get any bonus points or something. Yeah, it says, uh, if you if you don't mind, it says right here, uh, nothing happens. Dr. Robotnik, sorry, nothing happens. And what happened? What, there's another thing you can get. There's Yeah, there's two other things that'll show up. You can either get a picture of a ring, in which case you'll earn 10 rings, and I never saw that one. I don't, I don't think, think I, I ever saw, saw that, that one either. And then the other one is, there's one more, uh, is a picture of Sonic, and that gives you an extra life, an extra chance. Oh. And I don't know if I saw that one or not. I may have gotten that. But um, pretty much I got Robotnik and the exclamation point. A lot um, of Robotniks. The majority. Yeah. 50% yeah, of the time I'd say I was getting Robotniks. So then Act 2 of Level 2 is one of those constantly moving stages. And I'm gonna yep. I'm gonna share I'm gonna share a little insider info with you, Mighty Q Dog, if you don't mind. Okay. Bring it on. Constantly moving stages are my greatest weakness. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> I've never been good at them. I'm not I don't consider myself an anxious person. Uh, I'm pretty cool and I can keep myself calm and level headed in most situations. But when it comes to constantly moving stages, man, that it's my Achilles heel. I just, I freeze up and I get so nervous that I, I just work myself up into, uh, you know, dying. Yeah. And I did. I lost two lives here. I believe this is the first time I died in the whole game was right here. Mm. Is that right? Okay. I don't remember where I died, but I'm sure I died before this. How do you how, do you have this problem with constant moving stages? Am I the only oh, yeah. one? No, no, of course not. No, absolutely. You know, I um, I don't know. You know, I get uh, yeah. I I try to get as far to the right as I can. You know, so I've got as much time. And of course, by doing that, then you don't see as much of what's coming. And mm -hmm. so yeah, there's a. And I got very nervous. If you'll recall in this stage, it's constantly moving. But then there are these um, there are like these teeter totters. I think with uh, the weights. Oh yeah, and you have to you have to jump on it and then let the weight come down and then if you want to get up to the higher section, you got to let that you got to let it go a couple times so that each time the weight will you'll go a little higher and then the weight will knock you a little higher and you can kind of get yourself some height that way. And I got really nervous like after two or three of those, I'm running out of space towards the left side of the screen and I'm making mistakes. So yeah, yeah, definitely that was a definite source of stress that uh, that constant scrolling. Absolutely. What do, you guys, what do you guys think out there? Hit me up on Twitter, at CC Portable Unite. Do you hate constant moving stages <laughs> just like we do? Because I'd like to know.
Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't get a special stage, or maybe I did. Yeah, I guess I did, but I didn't have anything to write about it. So then we move on to uh, our our next Robotnik fight, and I put it was a little harder here. I, I don't, for the life of me, remember what that Robotnik fight was. Do you? You know, I was trying to I was trying to remember what it what it is, uh, and I don't remember. I mean, I thought it was something. The whole stage has these little wooden, uh, you know, um, suspension type bridges, and I thought that we were on something like that, and maybe there was something that was rolling along there that you had to avoid. Um, yeah, it was. But I also like think, I also think because of the smaller screen on the Game Gear that uh, this one was different than the Master System Level 2 It was. Uh, it was. I did read that. It was different, uh, and it was exactly that. It was because of the Game Gear. Okay. But I can't remember if I'm remembering the Master System version or the Game Gear version. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was certainly, it, they. Uh, you know, unlike the first stage, they added, they added a complication they added something. Uh, it wasn't just a flat ground, right? You, yeah, was it was something a, like there was levels, and it's what you're saying, yeah. No. Well, clearly so. we're not going to get any further here, so let's just move on to level three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the jungle. So I put Act 1, a little bit more platforming, and this is where I mentioned, bummer when you get hit, you lose all your coins without a way to collect any back. So yeah, you, don't, you okay. can't get any back. Yeah, sorry. I thought there, yeah, okay. This game is just slowly taking away all of our Sonic staples we've come to know and love, and to me, yep. making it less of a Sonic game. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, yeah, it's, yeah, that's exactly right. They're slowly taking away things that kind of make it a Sonic game. So is it is it really a Sonic game at the end of the day? Well, we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Yeah. Act two. We got your classic climbing waterfall stage. I always like these. These are a nice little shakeup. Usually they're more vertical than uh, horizontal. And the biggest thing I noticed in this level, major slowdown. Yeah. Did you did you have any slowdown throughout the game? I know you were playing on an emulator, so maybe it's a little bit different. I find it funny that even on the 3DS, you still got the slowdown because I always associated that with the hardware itself. And if it's just the ROM, I can't believe the ROM is. To, I don't know. I, I don't understand technology. Maybe you do. You're you're a technologically no. savvy guy. I think it's possible with emulation to to kind of eliminate or, or mitigate the the slowdown a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, um, depending on how faithful the emulation is, then you would actually, if the emulation is really really faithful, then you would see, um, you would get. Um, you would get slow down, yeah, uh, because that's something that, as the software is, you know, generating and rendering anything, it's trying to do to make sure that it, uh, it, it can keep, you know, it's not taxing the hardware beyond what the hardware can do. So, really faithful emulation would have that slowdown. I don't recall seeing a lot of slowdown, but um, that doesn't mean it wasn't there. It just means I don't pay attention. Sure. Uh, well. Then we get to our next Robotnik fight, and the only note I had for this one was I hate not being able to collect coins. So yeah. again, this goes back to you get hit once, you, there's no safety net anymore. You, that's what you get. You get your one hit, which I suppose is good and adds a challenge in and of itself, but when you're used to that in a Sonic game, it's a little jarring. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this much, Curtis. This one, I definitely, I had a lot of trouble with this boss fight. Um, 
you you're right. There's there's not once you get hit. Uh, I think you're right. You you lose uh, you lose everything, and you, you only got one more hit. And this boss had you're on this curved platform. He's throwing balls or something, and they're exploding, and you got to avoid that. And I I was flipping those save states every couple of seconds. I, I I just I'd make a mistake, bam, reload. Make a, I'd last two seconds, try to save, hit the guy. I, I was pounding those say I must have had to reload fifty times uh, on this boss fight. So yeah, yeah. well, I had and a lot you of know, trouble with this one. I, th- this brings up a good point because there is something to be said about these older games. Now you had the benefit of save states because you were playing on emulation. I didn't. There is something to be said where. It, when you run out of lives, it's game over, man. You got to start the game over again. There ain't no yeah. passwords. There ain't no save feature. Like it's it's do or die, for real. Yeah. Yeah. And that adds this extra tension to the game that I actually kind of like and I kind of miss in modern gaming. Mm-hmm. And especially in these games where they're kind of they're really limited, uh, and it, it just it adds that it keeps building on that tension even more, but. I don't know, that specific tension I like and it feeds me and it makes you want to do the best you can and take your time and really think things out. I think today we get a little lax and lazy and just kind of, ah, if I die, it doesn't matter. I'll respawn in five seconds, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so the 3DS version didn't have any uh, any kind of saves or any continues? No. I mean, it probably had continues that were built into the game, right? But no safe states. Uh, well, huh? okay, so so you would have continue. Once you ran out of lives, you would use a continue, right? You'd get yeah. a, another three lives, but there was no save feature. Um, and wow. if you were, uh, I guess not even lucky, because the game was pretty generous in giving out coins and lives and continues. I did mm-hmm. it all in one sitting, and I wow. I never had a problem. But just having that in the back of your head, you know, I don't want this to happen. I do, so when you do start losing lives, you. That just every every life means a little bit more. Means a little bit yeah. more, you know. Wow! So you were able to get through this and uh, get through this all in one sitting, huh? Yeah, I'd say it took me probably about half hour to forty five minutes. It, uh, okay. It's not a long game at all, and I appreciate yeah. that. I like those with portable games. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I would have. Um, I probably would have gone through all of my lives and all of my continues on on this level, boss. And had to had to start again, you know, and and try to get better. Uh, well, so, clearly, yeah. I'm better at video games than you. Is what we're learning That's, from this. <laughs> that discussion is what I'm here. saying. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely would have struggled with this boss. Absolutely. So now we move out of the jungle and into the labyrinth for level four. Oh. And now we're going underwater. And if I have a second Achilles heel, it's freaking <laughs> underwater levels. I'll tell you that much. Never, yeah. I put in. Act one, never has an underwater Sonic level scared me more. Major slowdown coupled with stupid underwater. So, of course, Sonic has always been really good at that. When you're running out of breath in Sonic, you hear that music, that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, your heart's just racing. Now, add major slowdown to that. So you're trying to get to a stupid air bubble. The game's slowing down. This game gave me some major nightmares. Yep. I'm absolutely with you. I was going to say the same exact thing. The water levels, the, the Sonic is one of the best games at really getting my pulse racing when it comes to uh, running out of air there. And, yeah. Uh, the countdown. That chemical so, yeah. plant zone in Sonic 2, 
with the pink goo water stuff, I that mm-hmm. that is so burned into my memory. That music, <laughs> everything about that stupid level. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and then this one, it was all all the same, all the same. It's all the uh, same. And I, I even put for Act Two, same thing. Major slowdown, underwater. I hate it. Let's get through it. Let's get through it. Yep. But then we come to Act Three with our Robotnik fight, and suddenly. <laughs> Sonic can breathe underwater forever. So you're fighting yeah, you Robotnik underwater, but now Sonic doesn't need to get to an air bubble. You can just fight him all the live long day. Yeah, I noticed that too. I thought that was interesting. I'm glad they did that because that would have really, really been a lot to deal with trying to, what, have air bubbles in yeah. there and try to grab those while fighting Robotnik. And yeah, that would have been crazy. So I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it too, but come on, Sega. Continuity, continuity. <laughs> Level five, scrap brain. So now, a little backstory in my Sonic history. I've never beaten the original Labyrinth Zone in Sonic the Hedgehog 1. I've never gotten past it. Not for lack of... Mm-hmm. No, it was for lack of trying. I just don't play that game very much. and I've, <laughs> I've never, never tried. So this is really the first time I'm getting past that point in any version of the game. Uh, yeah. So it was fun to see. But I put Act 1, fire blowing from the ceiling, Sonic can walk right under it. Is that how it is in the Genesis version? So you got this fire blowing down, but it doesn't really pose a threat unless you jump. Unless you jump, yeah. You know, I don't remember how it is in the Genesis version. So guess what? Just don't jump, and this level's yeah. a breeze. And yep. I put, it's a very short level, uh... Perhaps because I didn't seek the Chaos Emerald. I didn't make. I, and back to the Chaos Emeralds for a second. I didn't make a big point of seeking them out. Did you at all? I did. I did seek them out. I did, uh, really. I yeah. I I well. I told you. I you know. I kind of cheated a little. Looked up where they were, and uh, because I assumed uh, that if you got all the emeralds, you'd see a slightly different ending. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. But that's good to know. That's good to know. So Act 2 offered two routes. Actually, two routes, two routes. Uh, I took the top route, got confused, took the bottom route. Where are the rings in this level? Hey, finally got a Sonic Spinner sign. Free life! Oh, yeah. So this level was very confusing. It probably took me the longest because it's kind of a maze-like level. Uh, it reminded yeah. me a lot of... Have you ever played the original Tinja, t- Tinja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on NES when you're in the Technodrome? No. Okay. Well, it's just like this. You're you're going indoors and you're like, where am I now? I have no yeah. sense of geography where I am in this level. Yeah. Very confusing. And um, yeah, somehow I, I managed to get through it and then I figured out the, the spinner sign. Yeah, it was tricky. I was going to mention this level was a, a lot different than the others, right? Because it was kind of a, it was kind of a maze and yeah. you, you kind of had to figure out your way through it. And again, I, uh, I went to a guide to help me, <laughs> especially because I was looking for the, uh, the the Chaos Emeralds also. And yeah. so, yeah, it uh, the, there were doors you had to unlock in certain ways. And, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I just uh, I, I would have gotten confused and it would have taken me quite a bit, quite a bit longer. But I used a guide. So what's funny is that was more labyrinthine than the mm-hmm. labyrinth level. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's definitely true. And then in another phase. little shakeup, we don't even have a boss fight on this level. It's just the maze. Or That's it's just right. only a maze level. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. What happens at the end? Uh, of that it level. Just, yeah. Like you don't you don't fight Robotnik, right? He just kind of what what happens? He just kind of runs off, or doesn't he? Um. Yeah. I think you see him, and then he runs off to his blimp that uh-huh. was aforementioned in the uh, North American instruction manual, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. a good segue right into level six, our final level, and that is at the sky base. Yep. And I put act one by far the hardest platforming yet. You got lightning, cannons, Ugh. exploding enemies. Tough. Chat me up about this, Eric. Yeah, that was a tough one. That was tough. I, I think it was... I don't remember it being either, really long either, which I think was good. But again, you know, I, I had to resort to save states. Now, they gave you, you know, they kind of give you some warning about where, you know, you look at there's these diamonds, right? And these bolts of electricity fly between them. And you can kind of tell where the bolts are going to go. So I would I would sit and pause and try to find a safe spot and wait for the the, the lightning to go by. And But yeah, I'm sure I, I resorted to... Uh, a number of safe states on this one. And, um, I just, you know, I just, I just kept trying for it. And I, I, like I said, I think it was somewhat short. Uh, so that was, that was pretty good. I don't recall having a huge amount of trouble with this, but, uh, safe states make that, uh, make that memory, you know, kind of go the game, man. They yeah, I know. The game. I know. I know. I, I definitely wanted to get, you know, see the whole game though. So, uh, that that's part of the uh, part of the reason. Well, I admire your determination. Mm-hmm. Act two, My determination. Yeah, you know, very determined. Act two <laughs> again, more hard platforming. This was the first level I felt like I was making a lot of blind jumps. Now I know that this is a common complaint with this game and some other Gen- uh, Game Gear games. Uh, although I I didn't feel like I was doing it so much that it was a nuisance until this level. Uh, I don't know why. I just felt like I had to make a lot of blind jumps in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't. I agree. I agree. And it turns <laughs> out that uh, I actually went through this whole level and uh, didn't find the uh, Chaos Emerald. And and uh, the Chaos Emerald in this area is a little bit uh, a little bit off the beaten path, if you will. So um, I played the whole level and then learned I you know I never found the thing. So went back and. Uh, there's definitely a blind jump, uh, very, very blind, if that's such a thing, near the beginning that you have to do if you want to go after that Chaos Emerald. So is tell me, is there a Chaos Emerald in each act? No, not in each act, but in each of the six stages. Okay. And so sometimes is it, it's is in it act either one. act one or act two, you don't know which yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. It's either, it's in one or the other. I see, I see. Okay. And then uh, we move into Act 3, which is our final Robotnik fight. Do you remember this fight? Let me think. Uh, wasn't this the one with the uh, flames shooting out of the ground? And then you had to um, bang up against the glass? Correct. Yes. Yes. So, yes, I remember it. And I put this as probably the toughest, mainly because you have to be patient. Robotnik's behind glass. You need to jump up and break the glass all the while there's fire shooting from the floor and like a laser gun shooting from the sky like a homing laser that's right yeah that thing didn't give me too much that thing didn't give me too much trouble it was the flames coming out of the floor yeah 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 the flames because they were you they were timed 
odd in in that you thought you could jump over him, but his, I don't know if it was Sonic's hitbox or what. I remember I died a lot hitting those flames, and I felt like mm-hmm. I, I was doing everything right. How did I How did I hit them? That's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I played it pretty conservatively. Like, you know, I'd, I'd kinda, I kind of wait for the flame to go, like the closest to the, the glass there. I'd wait for that one to go and then assume the next flame wasn't going to be there. Yeah. And so I'd jump all the way over there and hit him once or twice and then jump back to the... There was a safe platform on the left side. Yeah. So once you finally beat down Robotnik's little glass case, yep. you beat the game. And I don't know what I was expecting for the end of a Sonic game, but there's there's not... Uh, on the Game Gear, I should say. There's not much of an ending. It just it shows the island, and then it goes straight to credits. So you don't get any sort of cinematic beyond that Uh, however of course we all know you could collect the chaos emeralds throughout for this (laughs) mega super awesome chaos emerald ending which mighty q dog is going to tell us about right now yeah yeah well uh you you kind of sold it a little bit uh when you get the best ending yeah the chaos emeralds kind of swirl around and um there's a tiny part, uh, there's a still frame at the end of the game, and I, I had to go back and check this a couple times. There's a still frame that shows the island, and uh, there's sort of a dark cloud around the top of the island, which I guess is where Robotnik's base or his blimp were. When you have the six Chaos Emeralds, that dark cloud clears up. Uh, it just kind of shows the island as uh, unpossessed, I guess, of this this evil cloud. So... It's not really, there's not even any text explanation. There's nothing. It just kind of, these dark clouds kind of disappear and that's, that's it. That's, that's about, uh, doesn't add anything more to the story or anything like that. Yeah. That's so hardly the worth it. Of Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> yeah. on Game Gear. Is yep. it, was it worth it to collect the Chaos Emeralds? Did, did you, did you get a personal satisfaction from it? I did. Um, I cheated. You know, I cheated. Uh, and uh, it turns out that, you know, if I can go back to the sort of the blimp area, the Chaos Emerald there is it's like almost an alternate path through the uh, through the through the level. And um, it's a little bit shorter. So, yeah, uh, it was kind of fun to find them. And in the in the scrap brain, was it scrap brain? Yep. The one that was sort of the labyrinth. Uh, that one, you know, you kind of got to go around and find it and do some things. So. It was kind of fun to find them. Um, yeah, I, I think it added to the game to to give you that little that little extra uh, push to go after. Maybe explore the levels a little bit. So, I yeah. uh, I think in my travels, I collected all of two Chaos Emeralds on my own. Just found them, two of the six. So I'm yeah. proud of myself, and I am happy with what I found. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I don't know. To be honest with you, Curtis, I can tell you that there's I probably if I hadn't, you know, if I hadn't looked it up, I doubt I would have found more than than two either. Uh, And even the one that I did find because it was in plain sight, I might have taken me a while to figure out how to get to it. Uh, The one in the the last level, I never would have found. Yeah, because it's a tough one. Yeah, it's definitely you got to kind of take a leap, uh, leap of faith there and you wouldn't know to do that. Uh, I, I don't know how people figured out how to do that. Hmm. 
So the game kind of ends on a wah, 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 yeah. and the <laughs> what more is there to say about Sonic the Hedgehog? Well, I thought maybe we could consult somewhere something that would give us a little bit more insight into this game. And we got a nice little surprise for you, actually, uh, you listeners. I normally do a, a little Nintendo Power segment, uh, Portable Power, where I read about the game of the month um, as seen in Nintendo Power. Well, of course, this was a Sega game and would not be covered in Nintendo Power. However, if you didn't <laughs> know, and I thought this was really interesting because before, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, Mighty Q-Dog tweeted me or, or private messaged me and said, hey, uh, did you know that there is... Um, a magazine thing we can do for your Nintendo Power segment if you want. I have I have the magazine, and I was like, "You are not going to believe this, dude!" I already found that same <laughs> thing. So for the first time ever, for our portable power segment, we're going to be reading from the same thing. We both have it right in front of us. So Eric, why don't you clue us in on what we're talking about? We are of course talking about Sega's answer to Nintendo Power, which is the Sega Visions magazine. And uh, they covered uh, they covered Sonic the Hedgehog on Game Gear in their winter ninety one ninety two issue. Was was Sega Visions like monthly or quarterly or bi monthly um, or how did that work? It was I think it was quarterly. If it ever went monthly, I got grandfathered into it. I never paid for a subscription or anything. Yeah, uh, because I had the Master System and they were sending me their like their free little pamphlet magazine and mm -hmm. so then i got a year's worth of or a couple of years worth of visions actually but i think i think it was quarterly because it, it definitely wasn't monthly not when i was getting it and it was you know the, the issues are winter 91 and summer and yeah. so they were kind of associated with the seasons that's know. kind of why i ask because it's it's um it doesn't have a month it just says winter 91 92 so yeah. if it's 91 92 that's got to at least be two months yeah yeah uh, so, at yeah. the very least. So anyway, um, the, the thing that struck me most about this, <laughs> this article is <laughs> it's talking about the game gear, but the way that they talk about it makes it seem as that, as if they're just talking about Sonic the Hedgehog in general, whether it be the game gear version, the master system version, the Genesis version, it's all one and the same. Do you get that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just kind of they just kind of walk through the game, and I don't think they particularly. Uh, I mean, it says in the top corner here that it's for Sega Game Gear, but I don't think there's anything that necessarily calls it out as the uh, portable version. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you first dibs on what you want to read. I've got a few things uh, I, I I'd like to to pick out, but um, please, by all means. Um, Whatever you want. Just just read directly from the from the article. If if I, I don't know if you read the article beforehand, um, if there's anything you saw, I'm just giving you first dibs if you want it. Yeah, I, well, I'll just start sort of at the beginning, I guess. You know, and the, it mentions what we've already talked about: Sonic uh, and Ivo or Evo Robotnik. They've faced off on the Genesis Master System, and uh, now it's coming to Game Gear. So um, they definitely uh, they definitely went with. Um, all, you know, all of the Sega systems at the time. 
And uh, now they're, you know, they, they do kind of, I guess they, they start right at the beginning uh, saying, uh, you know, with the Game Gear Edition, video hounds can play this cart, not just in homes, but in cars and on streets and in schools and everywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that I love is there is some quotes from um, some news outlets and magazines oh, yeah. in little <laughs> bubbles in the article. And this is what I picked up on the most because this is why I think they're just talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, probably the Genesis or the Master System version and not the Game Gear version because listen to this. So uh, just, just a couple quotes here. Money Magazine says, <laughs> it's got a little quote, Sonic is pretty fabulous. Yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, Philadelphia Daily News says Sonic has three speeds, fast, faster, and what was that? A <laughs> uh, little suspect there. Did you, did you play the game, Philadelphia Daily News? Not too <laughs> sure. Then let's move on to uh, Entertainment Weekly. What do they say? Sonic the Hedgehog is quite simply one of the best video games I've ever played. Well, either you are talking about a different Sonic game, or you have not played very many video games ever. <laughs> Uh, and to make matters worse, in that same bubble, Disney Adventures says, rating on a scale from 1 to 5, graphics 5, sound 5, control 5, overall rating 5, five. for excellence. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just, I, I, I don't get it. I, it just, I don't, I don't see this matching up. This is, <laughs> this is fluffier than Nintendo Power. <laughs> yeah well i think you're on to something there and um i find it if i can i just i have to co comment on money magazine they're, they're gonna quote money magazine because every kid wants to know what money magazine says yeah. about some video game character hey but mom money magazine <laughs> talked about sonic the hedgehog and says it's pretty fabulous we gotta get it yeah that's gonna convince yeah that that's how you could yeah convince the parents but, you know, I, I think you bring up a valid point here. Looking at these quotes, I think I think it's pretty clear. They're not talking about the Game Gear version here. They, they are talking about the Genesis version. Yes. But it's very right? deceiving because yeah. there's Game Gear pictures right next to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the article definitely is supposed to be about the Game Gear. It says it right in the corners of the pages here, Sega Game Gear. The pictures are Game Gear. But these quotes are clearly not... Uh, not about the Game Gear version. Well, I, I certainly think Sega Visions is a little blurred, if you <laughs> ask me. And I don't know if I'm going to take it from Money Magazine or Philadelphia Daily News, but I will take what we think. So it's time for the question round, Mighty Q-Dog. Are you ready? Okay, yes. Question number one. Who is this game for? Uh... Well, th this yeah, this game is for this game is for probably for kids who you know the the whole the whole thing for the Game Gear was about the color screen, right? So this is for kids who know about Sonic on the Genesis, thought that that was hip, and for some reason decided that they were going to get a Game Gear, uh, a, a you know a color portable mm -hmm. um, over the Game Boy, which even I, as a Sega fan, would say you know that's not the best decision, but. It's to try to convince those kids that uh, you can play Sonic on the go, on sure. a color screen. And I suppose there is a certain leeway you have to give these older games, because you got to remember what games were, especially portable gaming at the time. This, I'm sure, was pretty impressive. 
However, that mm-hmm. being said, I'm going to add another a little question to the end of this question. Is this or is this game for modern gamers? I don't know. You know, I uh, I went through it with save states, and I'm probably never going to go back to it. Yeah, I'm not. I think I, I do want to say, you know, I wasn't real impressed with the game at first. You know, I love the Genesis version. That's 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 really a beautiful game in, in, in many respects. So I wasn't super impressed with this, but when I looked at it in the lens of a of a portable game, you know, I, I think it's technically uh, quite quite impressive. Um, Maybe the gameplay isn't isn't quite there, but it's a game for it. It was an impressive game for its time, but now I, I, I no, it hasn't aged well. I, I don't think it's worth playing. Uh, I guess is the short answer. Well, that uh, maybe you've already answered my next question. Is no. this a good <laughs> portable game? Well, you know, I like to think, uh, you know, what makes a good portable game, right? You know quick sit down and play sessions that you can uh you can you know play for five minutes come back to where you left off now maybe the technology wasn't there uh the game isn't long as you mentioned it took you what a half hour 45 minutes yeah roughly um and 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 the videos i saw the long play videos they're also in that same time frame so the game can you know you can probably go through the game from beginning to end in less than an hour but it doesn't have the uh it doesn't have that quick pick up and play uh, mentality. I, I think this game was really intended. It, it had the wrong sensibilities. It was supposed to be, hey, we want to take our console game and bring it to a portable to try to convince people to buy our our portable system. But it's not really a portable game. It's just a port of a of a better game onto a uh, onto lesser hardware. Yeah. And um, you know the the master system and the Sega Game Gear, in case people don't know, are almost identical hardware wise. So they basically got two games for the price of one. They could write this game and they, they did have to make some changes. I, I grant you, but you know, 90, 90, 95% of the work that they did applied to both the, the master system and the, and the game gear. So, um, it was something that I, it makes sense for them to have done, but no, it's not a great portable game. I would agree with you. And I think to back up your argument, uh, this this is where Nintendo shines in the portable market, where so many others don't. They get what a portable game should be, and look at Sega. Yeah. They not long after this, they went down the avenue of the Sega Nomad, which was just mm-hmm. you could play your home console games on the go. And while there is a certain appeal to that, those games were not designed to be played on the go. Yeah. And so yes. I think just your the Sega's thinking is in the wrong place on what people want. Yes, that's cool, but is that a game that I'm going to prefer to play on the go as opposed to my home console? Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I, I think you're absolutely right. Sega was wrong-minded about the way they approached their portable gaming. Mm-hmm. And then my final question, out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? I give it a straight down the middle three. Uh, it was enjoyable. It was fine. It was technically okay. Uh, I think at the time the graphics would have been quite impressive on a portable, but um, it was just okay to play through it. And uh, I, I don't think it's a bad game. I, I think it's just fine. Yeah. So three. It's it's competent. It's not yep. below average, which is what I would consider a two 
one mm-hmm. being completely unplayable. It's neither of those. It's just, it's plain Jane all the way. Yep. Nothing, nothing special about this game. Agreed. And that's what we think about the game. But what did you guys think? Now, whether or not you played the game or you didn't, people chimed in and they had stuff to say in the two-word reviews. So thank you guys for chiming in. We're going to get to that right now. Mighty Q-Dog, I will give you the first uh, two-word review. If you want to read the list that we have here, we'll go back and forth. Okay, sure. Uh, Matt Bandy gives us the two-word review blue boar of course that's a play on the blue blur little little (laughs) punny right there thank you matt bandy retro pixel who i do want to point out uh uh, wanted to be a guest on this but i had already penciled you in mighty q dog so retro pixel i apologize (laughs) i would love to have you on sometime please let me know if there's any games coming up you'd want to be on i will try and get you in there if i can um but with with having said that, Retropixel, he said Genesis better, which I don't think anybody will disagree with. Yep. Okay, and of course, our friend Chris Roberts uh, has to say Mario's better. Now, now we're going back to the age-old Sonic versus Mario, and that's yep. a story for another day. <laughs> but just quickly, where do you fall? Where do I fall? Um, Mr. Sega. I haven't played a lot of Mario games, and I'm, I don't know if this is what he's talking about, but I definitely haven't played the portable Mario games. Um, I think, so what I'll do is I'll try to be objective, and if I look at the entire history of the Mario games versus the Sonic games, um, even, even you know, past you know 1991 when this game came out mm-hmm. i probably have to say that i, I love sonic on the genesis I, I think it's a gorgeous beautiful game but i think mario has stood the test of time a lot better than sonic and generally has a better portfolio yeah it's mario all the way chris r <laughs> chris r says hidden gems well i hope he's not talking about this game unless he means of course the chaos emeralds because this game is no hidden gem <laughs> Very clever, very clever. Yes, let's go with Hidden Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Okay, Frantic Society, a.k.a. Josh, asks, but why? I think a lot of us were asking that Yeah. when we sat down to play this game. But, you know, I, I have to say, this was a really fun game to play because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if it was going to be bad, if it was going to be good, somewhere in the middle, which is where we ended up. It was a fun experience, and I am very happy we uh, we got to play a game on the Game Gear as well. Yep. And then finally, Yoshi, formerly the artist known as Yoshi Knuckles, said, <laughs> uh, says, slow down, which could be the motto for this game, most certainly. Yeah, or is it slow down? <laughs> it works on two which, levels. He's brilliant. Yoshi about, yeah. strikes again. That guy's a genius. Two levels, yeah. Uh, did you yeah. have a two-word review? I did, I did. Uh, my two-word re- review is pseudo-sonic. Ooh, I like that. A little alliteration. Yes, I like the alliteration. Well, I went back and forth on what my two-word review is, but I'm going to go with, as I mentioned earlier, blast processing is what Sega and 
specifically the Genesis was famous for. But mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my two-word review being last <laughs> processing because this game is slow. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Very good. And before we wrap up our little talk on Sonic the Hedgehog here, I uh, I like to keep you going if you want. And I have my if you like this, you might also like. So... This was a tough one because I haven't played a lot of Sonic portable games. I have played uh, this one and one other. And luckily, that one other one is pretty darn good. So that's the one I'm going to recommend to you guys. If you actually want a good portable Sonic game, I'm going to recommend you try Sonic Rush on the DS. Surprise, surprise, a Nintendo console has (laughs) probably one of the best Sonic portable games. Have you played Sonic Rush? No, I have not. It's very fun. It's a 2D all the old Sonic stuff you love. Um, and the only thing that's really different is the boss fights kind of go into this uh, 2.5D uh, thing, which is really fun. Interesting. Yeah, I'll check it's it out. Game. Did you have anything you wanted to add on your... Uh, any other Sonic portable games, Mr. Sega? No, you know, the only... I No, the only other thing I could think of to recommend would be... Uh, and this isn't even really a portable game, though it is available on the 3DS... And it's not even a Sonic game, but it has his name in the title. And that's the Sonic uh, 3D. Uh, what's it called? Sonic Racing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are those are fine racing games. And, Sega's uh, answer to Mario Kart, right? Yep. Yep. Well, the Sonic Racing Transformed is on the 3DS, and that is a uh, that is quite a game. But it's kind of cheating because it's not really a Sonic game. It's a racing game. Well, I, I, I don't think uh, there are many options when it comes to portable Sonic games. <laughs> to no. choose from so i i will take it any way i can and that's it for sonic the hedgehog did we miss anything let us know in the forums at cartridgeclub.org or feel free to reach out to me or mighty q dog on twitter i am at uh, cc portable unite and he is at mighty q dog so why don't we talk about what's coming up? Because we got some good stuff coming up uh, as we get to the end of spring and into summer. Coming up next month, we got our Maysteries poll winner. <laughs> Not my best pun yet. And we are playing <laughs> Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney on the Nintendo DS. I started playing this. I'm really digging it. Have you played this game, Eric? I started playing it. Uh, it's been a couple years, and I, I, uh, I kind of lost track of it. But I'm definitely interested, and in, uh, I voted for it. I'm definitely interested in giving this a shot in May. Yeah, I've never played a game like this before, and I'm I'm digging it. This one, this is mm-hmm. going to be a fun one to talk about. Uh, it's a it's a really interesting genre. We'll 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 say that. Yep. Uh, right up my alley. And then moving on into June, season two of CC Portable begins. And what better way to start off season two than with Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening DX for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color? Now, that is a heck of a game. I know you guys have wanted it yep. for a long time, and so I'm giving it to you. That was my pick. <laughs> another one I'm going to definitely – I've never played this one either, so oh, another one gonna I'm definitely going to try. Do you like Link to the Past? Yes, of course. Well, then yes. you're going to love this game. This is basically Link to the Past, the portable version. Yeah, so I've heard. Yep. And then dun, 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 our big July game announcement. I'm very excited to announce this. I went back and forth on what our theme was going to be for the month, but, uh, you know, I went with my heart. I went with what I love and what I miss and what I want to play the most. So our theme for July is going to be Turtle Power. 
Of course, I'm talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and for all you CC portablers out there, you thought you had all the answers? Well, I just changed the questions because we are going to be doing a poll on which game you want to play, only I'm flipping the script on this poll because it's going to be a little bit different. Instead of voting on the game, you're going to vote on your favorite Ninja Turtle. And based on that Ninja Turtle, I have selected a game to uh, coincide with each turtle meaning there are four mystery Ninja Turtle games that we will uh, be playing or potentially be playing. So at the beginning of May, that poll will go up on the CC Portable Unite Twitter feed. You will vote on your favorite Ninja Turtle, and based on which Ninja Turtle wins, I will reveal which game we will be playing. Interesting twist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I always, uh, I got to go with Leonardo. The leader. Yeah, he's, I like, yeah, I like that he's the leader. I like that he's blue, and I like his, uh, the two swords. I, he's when got I the played two the swords. Arcade, he's got, like, the best weapons. Yeah, I, I, hey, I always felt more most comfortable with those weapons when playing the arcade game, so. Mm. And plus, I'm a lefty, and I think his control stick was all the way to the left, so a lot of things worked out there for me. So Leonardo is definitely my vote. Well, very cool. And uh, hopefully you'll be voting too. That will be in the first week of May. It'll run all week. So get out uh, to the CC Portable Unite Twitter and vote for Turtle Power. All right. You know, I'm, I've come to the plugs now. I think I've plugged us enough. But just, uh, just in case you missed it the first time, check out the forums at cartridgeclub.org and please share your experiences alongside us. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at CC Portable Unite. Let me know what games you'd like to play or if you want to be a special guest, like my good friend Eric here, uh, I do have May and June booked up, but if anyone wants to jump in on July for our Ninja Turtles game, let me know, and we'll see if we can pencil you in. Uh, in the meantime, where can we find you, Eric? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I think you mentioned at MightyQDog. That's D-A-W-G. And you can find uh, my wife, Melissa, and I on YouTube at our channel, which is the Mighty Q Dog channel, spelled the same way as Twitter. And I would highly recommend you check it out. They do a weekly vlog in the Q-Dog house. Very popular uh, <laughs> amongst the Cartridge Club, as well as my favorite video series you do, which is your pickup videos, your monthly pickup videos. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I love pickup videos. And you, you do such a good job uh, with every, all, all the oh. screenshots you throw up and stuff. Really, really polished, really nice. And I just, uh, uh, you, you pick up some great stuff. You always have a lot to show. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. We like your uh, booty bonanza pickups also. Well, you know me. I like my booty. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being here, Eric. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Absolutely. And if you could sign us off, I would be most appreciative. Absolutely. Thanks, Curtis. And CC Unite.